The month of May for us as a body has been the month of asking. Um, shared a message on May 1st, talking about preparing for the promise of God, the Holy Spirit in power. And that kind of launched us into a month of asking from the Lord. We took three days to fast as a body, had an awesome turnout of those who fasted. On a Wednesday night, we met together and prayed and sought the Lord and, and broke the corporate fast. Um, was really excited about that. This past Sunday, um, we had a healing service, so we began to pray for healing, physical healing, um, mental healing, oppression, things like that. And the Lord, I believe the Lord gave us a measure of breakthrough. And so today we're going to take some time to let some people testify. Before we do that, though, I want, to, want us to go back and look at Luke chapter 11. If you've got your Bible, open up to Luke 11. This is our last Sunday here in May. And I just want to finish this month the way we started it, in a sense. I want to encourage us and remind us to continue to ask. If I learned one thing this month in the month of asking is that I don't ask persistently. I'm maybe not as faithful in my asking. I assume I'm asking or I think about asking, but literally asking the Father, getting before him and asking him for this or for that, for real needs. I maybe don't do that enough, and so I wanted to read this passage again to help us this morning. Luke 11, verse 9, Jesus says, So I say to you, keep on asking. And it will be given to you. And keep on seeking, and you will find. And keep on knocking, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Who are the ones who receive? Those who ask. Those who don't ask, they don't receive. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. Who are the ones who find? Those who seek. And to him who knocks, it will be open. The door will be open to whom? Those who knock. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Why does Jesus use that analogy? I believe he's trying to show us a picture about prayer, that prayer is relational. Prayer is relational and that we have a father who gives. He gives according to what we ask, and he gives according to what is in his heart. He's a faithful giver. He's an extravagant giver. He's a gracious giver. Verse 13, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Read this part with me on the screen. How much, wait, I can't hear you guys. Let's go again. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's read it again. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To those who ask, to those who seek, to those who knock, the Father says he will answer. He is faithful. He is good. He is extravagant in his giving. And so we were asking last Sunday, praying for healing and breakthrough, and the Lord was faithful. The Lord has released, I believe, a measure of breakthrough in our body where there's been physical healings, there's been spiritual oppression broken off of people, and it's our responsibility, it's our part to be faithful and being grateful and thankful to him and to talk about these things. 
to testify. You know, sometimes we linger in unbelief and in hopelessness because maybe we don't testify, we don't talk about these things enough. In Revelation 12, it talks about we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. And what else? The word of our testimony. So a portion of our fighting and contending and maybe warding off unbelief and hopelessness is to release the word of our testimony of what God has done and what he is currently doing and what he will do. We have to talk about these things. We need to share these things. We need to make it known, make it public. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to enter into a joyful time of warfare, of declaring what the Lord has done. So before we do that, I'm hoping there are some testimonies out there that I'm not even aware of that the leadership team here has not been made aware of, whether it was a physical healing or some type of uh, spiritual oppression that got broken off of you. So if that's you, as we're testifying and you want to share, Dave is sitting in the corner over there. So just make your way to him, share with him briefly what the Lord, has, uh, what the Lord did, and then we'll get you up here. You guys tracking with me? Okay. Um, just a couple notable healings that you won't hear from the stage this morning, but we're aware of. Uh, the first one was um, Becky. This was John uh, Clark. His mom came uh, last Sunday. They were in town for the graduation. She had a cast on, uh, was able to pray with her. And before you know it, and she couldn't move her arm. It was just stuck. It was just stiff in the cast like that. Couldn't move it. Began to pray. She took the cast off, and she began to move it. And then she began to worship the Lord. And she just was and you guys saw her. She was up here, no cast, no anything. She said it was tender, and she's going back up to North Carolina where she's from, and she'll go to the doctor, and they're going to check it out and all that stuff. But she had, um, I want to say a couple fractures, one or a couple. I can't recall exactly, but something along the lines of that. So she's going to get it checked out, and we're just believing that it's, I mean, she's able to move it, so we're believing that she's been healed by the power of God. Um, Joe Goss testified this past, was it two weeks ago? Or less than, yeah, two weeks ago he testified about the Lord uh, touching him. Um, John and Leah's daughter, Anna Axe, she had, a, uh, she had um, broke her ankle. The thing was huge. Um, they got a report back that looked really, really bad. And then they go and get, go to the hospital and find out the report was not near as bad as what they found out initially. So, um, but there was a transaction in the middle of that. John uh, texts the prayer group and we begin to pray. And all of a sudden, before they got that second report back, it wasn't near as bad as what they had said it was. And so we're believing that was the Lord uh, touching her. Um, not, a, not only has there been healings and things of that sort, there has been, I've been hearing just from some young adults and some other people, um, sharing the gospel and praying for people out there. So the Lord's been doing stuff in here, but he's also been doing stuff out there, sharing the gospel. Um, Carissa was telling us in staff on Monday, she's like, I'm not usually the one to, like, pray for someone out in public or do any of that stuff. She's like, but I was at the joinery with some friends, and, like, the Spirit of the Lord came on her, and she just went to someone and began to pray with them and minister to them. And she's like, that's just not my personality. Um, I love that she said it wasn't her personality because sometimes we default to that. It's not my personality. Well, you know what? Great. We are relying on the personality of the Holy Spirit to move through us, okay? So it's okay if you're introverted like me, right? She was sharing. Um, Jacob Downs has shared a story with me. Sarah Payne, some of these people. The Lord is releasing boldness to his people. He's doing it, okay? We're not earning it. We are just walking in what he has given us. Um, another testimony, so we went to the Sanctuary of Hope, uh, the worship team led worship there, and as I was thinking about this, this uh, the past week, and we talked with the pastor, he was extremely encouraged. He kept telling us, he's like, you have no idea what you guys did when you guys came. You have no idea. He was just looking for a worship night, and we ended up being able to minister um, to the church there. And it was powerful. In talking with him, he was extremely blessed, and I, I feel like I caught a picture for heart of the Father that I feel like days are coming where we as a body are going to be visiting and being a part of other church communities and being an encouragement and blessing them and serving them. 
I feel like that's part of what we are supposed to do as a church. And I, when I was there, I, was, I told Pastor Terrace before I talked with him and asked him if we could pray for his church. <clears throat> I remember I looked across the room and I'm like, okay, everyone here, I know at some level and I do trust. And I went to him and I told him that. And thank God he hasn't given me any crazy reports of anyone doing anything crazy. <laughs> but that was helpful to be able to just, was it 30, maybe 40, maybe 40, maybe pushing it, but of us there, and we were able to minister to them. I love that. That's beautiful. That's what the Lord wants us to do. But starting out here, so first up we got Brother Richard. So Richard... Um, He's on staff here, if you don't know. We got a lot of nicknames for him, which I won't go through right now. <laughs> I won't do that to you, Richard. Um, but he's had some lower back issues for a number of years, and um, there's a ministry up in Georgia we felt led to just send him to, and to, um, to, to see if he can get some breakthrough. Um, he did not get healing in his back. But there were some other things that happened, and he just wanted to testify. And so, Brother Richard. Hey, y'all. Um, like you said, I'm Richard. Um, yes, so frustratingly, I've definitely had a lot of back problems. God, it's so frustrating. It really saps a lot of my joy, it feels like. But what I did want to share with you, even though that still seems to linger on, is I, I think, like you said, I went to this ministry thing uh, maybe three weeks ago that really changed my inner person quite a bit, and I mean significantly. And um, so there's two main things I wanted to share with you, that being the first one, that where I did not have any particular hope or any kind of healing for my life or nothing like that. It was just, I was sinking into the pit of real frustration because of the pain and really struggling to relate with the Lord and where do I fit in, I don't know, man. You know how you just get stuck in your own head and you just, you just ended off way over there and you don't even know how you got there. And that's where I was. And, um, but when I was up at this ministry, um, I felt like I just, the last day, had so much weight lifted off of my inner person. And I was able to worship the Lord truly for the first time in many, many years and just for real worship, and even though it's still lingering, you know, I still have those bad days where my pain flares up. I still have a joy now, I would say, that I did not have, and a few weeks ago, for sure, I would have said, if I'm going to get a healing one day, no, nope, I don't believe in that stuff, and I still struggle with all the pain and whatnot, but I do believe there will be a day where I'll receive a healing, and yeah, and and that's real. You know how you, like, you come back from like, an event or something, you're all pumped up, and you're, you, know, you got like, that week where you're supercharged because of all the good sermons and things that you heard. You know? And so I've been confronted with having to stoke my own flame and to keep that fire going and to spend that time with the Lord and to worship him on my own at home. And like last night, I was just like this in my room, just pacing back and forth and just praying. You know? and, like, <laughs> but a few weeks ago, you wouldn't have found me doing that. And I, just in short, it's been a, a troublesome, frustrating, difficult last handful of years for me. But I, uh, after going through this different ministry that he mentioned, that I mentioned, and then as well, the healing service last week, I feel like there's such a great weight that's been lifted off of me. And so that's part one. And then part two, I wanted to share with you guys, uh, just as an encouragement for you, um, I used to... I think this, this person is coming back in me, but I used to be, uh, maybe have more childlike faith, that, that gusto to want to go out and like talk to people on the street and, you know, about matters of faith and whatnot, but that's sort of been snuffed out in the last handful of years. And I was at my, uh, I was cooking dinner maybe two weeks ago, and my apartments are kind of weird and the way the windows all face each other, it's kind of an odd setup, and so my neighbor, she'll often sit outside and she'll have a smoke, and I, could, I heard her out there when I was cooking, and I heard all this noise, and uh, she was on her phone, I think just on TikTok for like an hour, and um, it was very loud, and um, anyway, but I looked through the window, and I saw her out there, and you know how like the Holy Spirit will say something to you, where you think, or whatever it is for you, but you, you know you gotta go do that thing, or pray this prayer, or go talk to that person, whatever. It was one of those moments for me where I knew I had to go, I felt like I should go over there and introduce myself and just ask if I can pray with her or share about the gospel or whatever comes up. And I was a little nervous because it was like getting dark. I didn't want to like come over there and freak her out or something. So I resolved to go back the next day. And I knocked on her door. 
and she didn't answer because maybe she wasn't home. I don't know. Um, but I came back to my house kind of defeated, and I was standing there like this in my room. Like, I felt a little weird. Like, I thought, I can't just go home. I can't just sit here. She, she didn't answer the door, so I just thought, maybe I should just go knock on other doors. And um, so I just started doing that. Um, I'm definitely... I, uh, um, I'm definitely an introverted person, but I do genuinely enjoy getting to chat with people and getting to know people. Um, and anyway, so I think I probably knocked now on maybe eight or nine doors. Some people weren't home, some were conversations about the Lord, some not. But I had this really neat opportunity with this lady. She, she opened her door and she just like poked her head out and um, I could hear like kids on the other side, like animals like banging on the door. I think she was trying to keep them from getting out. Um, <laughs> and so, I didn't quite get to the topic of, hey, can I like pray for you or these kinds of things. Um, but it was cool because she said, well, hey, you know, like, you know, we're always out here in the yard. Anytime you see us out here, just come by and we can hang out. And, and so I told her, I'm going to take you up on that offer. And I'm sharing these things with you because it's not about me, but rather I just hope that these interactions can continue. I'm praying for a means to interact with these people that I've met and to just be a blessing that the Lord would use me. And I'm saying this sort of as a means to say to you, so can you. And I just want to kind of give you this little testimony of what the Lord is doing in my life that it would encourage you. So. Yes. Come on, Richard knocking on doors. Awesome. Beautiful. I love that. Very simple. Um, my wife and I. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we went to our neighbors. We, Allison made them a blueberry thing. Amazing. Um, I didn't eat any, y'all. Y'all should be proud of me. I didn't eat. I didn't taste it. We went over to our neighbor's house and um, just knocked on their door. And um, we wanted them, one, first meet them and then ask for their names. And, and Josie was going to write them down and so that we could be praying for them. And when they open the door, Zeke just, like, walks on in the house and... <laughs> So we got comfy and cozy with them real quick, but I, we got their names, their phone number. They know that we're praying for them. Um, but sometimes we don't have to be so, like, so spiritual. Like, I mean, I want that, but then sometimes it's like, let's go meet your neighbor. Let them know you're around, and, and the Lord will open up an opportunity. So awesome. Next up, Madison Bullard. Come on down, girl. So Madison's going to share um, a little bit of what happened. So she came to the Sanctuary of Hope at the worship night, and the Lord used her in a way she hasn't been used in a while. So obviously these last few weeks we have been pressing into the Lord and asking for more of his presence, more of his power. Um, so prior to this, I really haven't had a background of operating in the fullness of the Spirit, not on a consistent basis anyhow. So the idea of asking for more of God really scared me um, because I knew when Brandon was talking about what more would mean, the Holy Spirit in us is supposed to be producing more and um, doing signs and wonders and healing and like we should be sharing the gospel with people that should be the fruit of his presence inside of us. And so I had some hesitancy in asking for more, um, but I told him that so he knew. Um, and I, I, I still genuinely ask for more of his presence. Um, so the week of the fasting, um, nothing really seemed to change in my life. Um, oh, and then the prayer points were really helpful for me um, in repenting of fear, doubt, and unbelief. Those were some key things um, for me. So... The week kind of went on, nothing changed really. And then Saturday, we were at Sanctuary of Hope. Brandon asked us to um, minister to the body there. And I felt like I was supposed to pray for somebody. So I was in the back looking around. And I'm like, Lord, is there, is there anyone that I'm supposed to be praying for? Nobody's really sticking out. Um, I keep looking. I'm like, eh. Then I see a lady. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Should I go? And I'm like, okay, I'll pray for her. Lord, I have no idea what to say. Like, I, I don't know if enough, enough scripture to just go and be de declaring stuff over her. You're going to have to give me something. And so I, I, there was a wrestle inside of me, and I decided, okay, I'm going to go pray for her. 
if at best, Lord, you give me something and I minister to her in this time, if at worst, I'm exercising something and I'm praying for somebody. So I go over there, I ask if I can pray for her, I pray for her, and I kind of start off on my own and, and just being like, thank you, Father, for this beautiful sister. Uh, thank you. I ask that you bless her, pour out your presence on her. And then I just kind of bend over and start weeping. And she's crying, and I'm weeping. And it's like I, I am representing her and interceding for her and, and crying on her behalf. And then, like, I shoot up, and I have something, and I just start boldly speaking things over her. Um, so th things like, more, Holy Spirit, we want more of you. Thank you for your presence inside of this woman. Thank you. You are worthy. And just... And then go back down and, and start weeping and crying alongside of her. And she's like, thank you, Jesus. And she's crying. And so it was just a beautiful time of, of ministry. And that was absolutely the Lord because I had nothing going in there. And I don't just cry on the spot. So that was him. Um, and we hugged it out at the end. And then I went off and went back into worship. And then this last Sunday when we were here um, ministering in our own body, there were a couple of people I went up and prayed over and placed hands on for healing. Um, one of them was Richard, actually, and I, I put my hands in a specific spot on his body that I felt needed prayer for, and I didn't have any background information. It was his ankles, and I placed my hands on those and prayed over those. And again, I didn't have any insight into that, um, but he came back and he told me, he was like, Though that area has been an issue for me. It's been flaring up the last a lot recently. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. That's amazing. Um, so continuing to pray for him. And then there was another person that I prayed for, for um, mental and emotional healing. And I prayed for them, again, a, a specific part of the body that I felt needed prayer. And went through with that. And then they came back later and told me that, as soon as you put your hands on me and you started praying, there was the peace of the Lord and his presence was there. And there's been peace for that person since then. So, um, yeah, absolutely the Lord. Um, again, b before this, I had lots of doubt in healing. Um, I thought it was kind of not real at times. Um, I, I had trouble in believing in it and and considering it to be a legit thing from the Lord, but now I absolutely would believe that this is God and this is his power. And um, not only can he do it and can do it and, and use me in it. Um, so it was just a beautiful thing to be part of that and see that firsthand here. And then when Becky came and stood up and was like, here's my, my wrist, my, my mouth, my jaw dropped. Cause I'm like, I didn't, I don't witness it. I didn't see it, but I absolutely believe that. And that, that happened here and it is legit. So, praise to the Lord. Yes. Good job. Good job. If you just learned anything just now from Madison's story, faithfulness. Just be faithful to do what God asks you to do. Don't get caught into how it's going to work out, what it's going to look like, what are the results going to be. Be faithful to do what he asks you to do. Um, next up, we got Scott. Scott, Scott O'Malley. Let's give it up for him. God's so good, guys. So good. All right, so man, it was it was beautiful. I um, last week, as I was sitting in my chair, and uh, and before we were called down. Um, Spirit just told me, he's like, you got to repent. And I just started just going into it, just started repenting. You know, I, I wanted healing. Um, so I started to repent, and I said, you know, I, God, I, what else do I need? And he gave me a few more things. So I, I said, please, you know, please forgive me. He, you know, he calls us down here. I'm, I'm repenting all the way down here. I've had this shoulder pain for a while, um, maybe about a month and a half, and it really affected my sleep. I wouldn't get much sleep, you know, maybe an hour before. Uh, I, I, I move in my sleep, right? So I turn from side to side, and once 
once I turned, it was like a sharp pain that would wake me up. And so I was for weeks just going, oh, man, this is terrible. You know, what am I going to do? And when it first happened, I asked my wife. My wife is in the medical field. And she's like, ah, you probably just tore a ligament or something. You know, it's not bad, right? So <laughs> until you go to sleep. Yeah. So, man, what a blessing it was. Um, I came down here repenting, crying. Spirit just came right in. I started moving my arm, you know, just it started going and walk away. I'm, I walk away. I'm happy. You know, I was I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. I give my wife a hug. Just give her a big old hug. You know, so thankful for the Lord. Don't walk back and, you know, after service, my wife goes to me. She goes, uh, how do you feel? I go, I feel pretty great. I feel like it's healed. You know, uh, you know, tonight's, you know, really when I'm going to find out. She goes, you were on fire. I said, I know what that's like. I see my little daughter on fire. It's hot. It's hot. So I went to bed. Ha <laughs> ha, praise you. Thank you, God. Come on. What's he need a microphone for? Let's go. I just see unbelief just leaving, hopelessness leaving. All right, we got a few more here. Where's Jaden at? There he is. Jaden has a special place in my heart. I've known Jaden for how long? Gosh, four or five since years. 2016. Yeah, That's a little like, more than that. Yeah, six, six, seven, seven years. When I met Jaden, I tell him this, he was that, he knows I love him. He was that, that annoying youth kid. I mean, it was like, he was a different level. But the Lord has like matured him, grown him up, and so he is absolutely my favorite. Um, so I want to um, testify uh, healing from this past Sunday, um, spiritual breakthrough I received. Um, these past few months have been probably the, some of the hardest months in my walk with God. I have uh, had fallen, fallen into a, uh, a deep depression, and uh, the devil was definitely attacking me, attacking my mind, and trying to separate my relationship with the Lord. Um, he had filled my thoughts with doubt. Um, my faith was definitely shaken. Um, I had lacked uh, belief in God a lot. And um, um, I had had thoughts of wanting to hurt myself and just not wanting to live anymore. Um, so this past Sunday, I went forward for... Um, emotional and mental healing. And uh, I came there feeling extremely overwhelmed and I was, again, in so much unbelief and I didn't really think anything was going to happen. And um, uh, when I went forward, um, Cliff Herndon and uh, Samuel Chalmers prayed for me and they were building me up in the Lord. And Samuel said um, that he felt like the Lord wanted him to hug me. And that was that one thing there. It was very, very deeply personal for me. Um, he was praying for me while he was hugging me. And uh, and I gave him a pat on the back whenever we were hugging. He's like, no, this is from the Father to you. This is from the Father to you, so just receive it. And he said, the Father was speaking through him, and he was saying, I have never left you. I will never leave you. And he was just affirming his love over me. And uh, he's just saying he loves me not for what I can do and loves me for, uh, for me. I'm under the blood. I'm part of the beloved. And I was weeping. Uh, that moment was a spark of hope for me. And so this week I haven't been under depression. Um, 
I, my walk with God, I've been, I've been reading the Word again. Um, before that, um, I hadn't even really been, I've honestly, there's been times where I haven't even read the Word for a week. I've just been, I've been coming home from work, and I've just been just lying around in depression and not even, not even spending time with the Lord, not even wanting to go for Him, didn't have a desire for Him, but this week was that, that spark was reignited again. Um, I thank the Lord for that, and I just want to give Him glory for that, and all, I'm so hungry for the Lord. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jaden's gonna he's gonna lead us in a song here in a few minutes. So I'm gonna have him stay up here. Um, Jeff, come on. Let's give it up for Jeff Harper. We didn't know about this one, so here, this is the first time us hearing this. Okay, I thought you said to come Or you told Dave, so. Right. Okay, so um, Heart of the Father. Um, so I'm a father, I'm a dad, and so uh, I wanted to come to this church, oh, I don't know, about seven years ago, and I think I finally got here. Um, it was during COVID, and that was the catalyst for me coming here. Um, so I'm going to make it short, and if I don't, I'm sure Clifford or <laughs> come up and grab me, right? Um, so another father, Clifford, uh, he's, I met him and Jeff, Jeff, you know, with Caleb, the dog, and I was having a bad day and basically they went here and invited me to come and I did. So, um, a while back they were praying, I just came in a little bit late and, um, uh, I think it was Dennis DeSmith, D. Smith said, well, hey, they're praying for stuff, specifically knees. And I said, well, you know, I kind of got this little thing. Five years ago, I almost died in a car wreck and um, broke lots and lots of bones, lots of stitches, and they really didn't expect me to live. Um, they didn't know if I would be right because my head was cracked in a couple of places. Anyway, here I am, right? And, um, um, but my knee had gotten hurt, and they don't really know why it wasn't just blown out. But... Um, but it would still hurt a little bit. And I said, well, you know, I just am there. And it's like, yeah, well, I got this knee thing going on. And so prayed for it, and it felt better. But I'm like, yeah, well, it'll probably, you know, come back. But it hadn't. And um, so that's really cool, and that's a physical thing. But the, the bigger deal is heart of the Father. I mean, I've been uh, – uh, so I've been divorced like about 10 years and that hurt real bad. Um, so my kids are still in Texas and Colorado. And uh, so I've met a couple of Mallory's and some Madison's. And those are my daughter's names. And then I've got another one named Gabby. And I've met a Gabby or two. Um, so the, the real thing is like the mental, emotional stuff that's gone with it. The physical stuff has been really minor. Um, but being welcomed and loved and just pulled in has is, is just been huge. That's where the real healing is. And um, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, thank you for letting yeah, me good, share. Good. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Justin, let's give it up for JT. So this is actually uh, not my testimony. It's for my mom. And the only reason why I'm giving it, she loves to testify, but not with lights and a stage and a microphone. So if you want to hear directly from her, talk to her, and she'd be more than happy to talk about it for an hour. So, so here's what happened last week. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> so last week, we're praying for, for people in the room for healing. And I've known my mom my whole life, of course. And I'm, I'm wondering why she's not coming to the front and she's staying in her seat, and I was at least going forward for prayer for something. And uh, after a little bit, I, I went back to my seat, and about that time, Tim uh, Shanahan came up and asked if he could pray and, uh, for, for her, and she said yes. And you know when you live with something for so long that you take that identity on? It, it's, it's that I am sick. It's not that I have a sickness. I am sick. I am a sick person. Right? And, and then that even multiplies more when there's multiple things to address. It's like, who needs prayer for healing? Gosh, where do I start? There's 10 things, right? And so just in the midst of that, she, she just stayed in her seat, and Tim 
spots her, feels the Lord, comes over and begins to pray for her. And we both just pray in agreement with her. And, and as she would say, there's so much that she was identifying as this is who I am. And as we began to pray, uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit uh, highlighted to me is I felt the Lord say, outside of the resurrection on the last day, when he collects all the dust particles and all the, the cells of the human body that's been dead, whether for days or weeks or years or centuries, on the last day when God opens all of the graves and raises all of the dead from the earth in a glorified, resurrected state, it's like anything outside of that is easy. Anything outside of that is easy. It's not that that's even difficult. It's just that healing two things, 10 things, 20 things, that's easy. And so I just felt to say that to her because I felt that in her heart what she was maybe carrying was going, I got a laundry list. <laughs> what do I need prayer for? A lot of things. And so it's maybe too much. And so I say that, and I just see her kind of open up a little bit more to, to receive more. And so we begin praying. And as we're praying more, uh, the Lord gives Tim a word uh, sharing that healing is not our reward. After we've done enough, we've checked enough boxes, we've performed well enough. Healing is not our reward. Healing is Jesus's reward for his suffering. It's his reward that he then freely gives to us. It's not our reward. And as he said that, I saw a, a, a sensitivity, I guess, in, in her spirit. It was unlocking her heart. It was actually allowing prayers to go deeper it allowed her to open up more to even just receiving more from the Lord. And as we began to pray more, because we went a few different rounds. You don't want to stop after one time, right? You want to keep, keep knocking, <laughs> exactly. And so we're praying some more. Um, and, and we just ask, hey, are you sensing anything? Are you feeling anything? And she goes, well, my heart, like I, I feel like my heart's being touched and healed right now, which is beautiful, right? But, but I almost, I, I heard it, and I heard her, in, in a sense, go, so it's okay. Like, he doesn't need to heal my body. It, it really is about my heart. And I just felt the Holy Spirit again, Isaiah 61, when you give those 12 descriptions of all the, the, the power of God on display of whether it's setting captives free or prisoners, opening blind eyes and deaf ears. These are like physical manifestations and changes of people's situations, but they can all fall under the category of healing the broken heart. Yes, it's awesome that the heart is touched, but one of the primary ways in which he wants to minister to your heart is to change your circumstance, to reveal himself as a father. And so I just, I, I heard her say, my heart, I said, that's awesome. That's really good. I'm glad that he's giving you a first fruit, but I think it's to encourage you that he does want to physically heal you and not stop at the heart. He if he cares about your heart, he cares about the rest of you. And so we just began praying even more and she didn't even feel some like big breakthrough. Oh my goodness, I'm totally healed, that, that kind of thing. But she felt the Lord and we walked away and she goes, you know what? I feel like my balance is a little bit better. So now to tell you the, the miracle that happened is that if you've seen my mom and know my mom, she walks with a walker. Um, uh, with uh, the years of diabetes and uh, poor eyesight as a result from that, um, also to nerve damage. Um, she has a really hard time walking. She can lose her balance very easily. And so she uh, depends on a walker. When she does not have the walker, when she walks, she'll have her hands out because she has to be ready to fall. And she has to be ready to, to grab onto something to stabilize herself because she doesn't know how long she's going to have strength to walk around for. Monday, in the best grandma way she can, she's running with Noah down her hall. No walker, no shakiness. She's literally like just going back and forth. Like she's just literally going for it with Noah. And I'm going, I'm going, all right, mom, you know, like I'm the one in disbelief, right? <laughs> I'm praying for her healing. I'm like, okay, don't, don't push yourself, right? This whole week, she's not used her walker at all. It's just been sitting in the garage. And as the Lord is renewing her identity, we've been talking about this all week, 
is when you have those moments where you're like, oh man, I feel that pain. It's been gone, but I, is, is it back? Oh no, is it back now? She's like, no, that's actually not who I am. It's the enemy who steals, kills, and destroys. Like that's, that's not my portion in the Lord. I'm a new creation in him and stuff. So as she simply is believing and goes, no, I don't receive that right now. That's going away. And so just wanted to give a testimony to her uh, uh, stability, her balance. She's no longer needing to hold on to things. She's walking all on her own. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So praise God. Appreciate it. Next up here, we got Dylan. Yeah. Hi, brothers and sisters. Um, so the Lord, had, the Lord has done a lot. He's done a lot. He's opened my eyes to so many things, different things. Um, trying to think. I had it when I was all the way back there, man. He's healed me from a lot of infirmities. He's healed me from a lot of ailments, a lot of ways that I used to think and I don't think anymore. I tried to impress him by striving for something when I heard striving was what we needed to do. And he was just like, Dylan, you know, you can starve yourself and you can do all these different things and go by the book and playbook. But my son did that for, for you. You know, like it's, it's still good to do those things, you know, to fight the good fight in warfare. But he loves, all, he loves us just the way we are, man. I know that's basic Christianity, but... He really does. You can't really do much of anything else that Jesus hasn't done for you. And um, you don't have to be the greatest to be, to do the bad, to do the great. You know, you don't have to do, you don't have to be, like last week they were saying, you don't have to be a televangelist or the, the prophet or the healer. You can do it yourself. Like, for instance, I was just sitting down on my chair my rocking chair, and I laid hands on my throat, I was getting sick, like, sick, um, and I felt it coming, the Lord said, I want you to lay your hands on your throat, so I did that, completely gone, um, so, yeah, it's, it's praise the Lord Jesus for that, um, you guys can do that too, and I know y'all can, if somebody's out there that doesn't think they can, just believe, it's, it's mustard seed size, so, God bless you, man. Awesome, awesome. Dennis, or Captain Dennis, Captain D. Sure. Good morning. What a joy it is to have a testimony to share, and I believe that uh, it's a, such a powerful thing. And uh, so I got blessed with this uh, prayer service last Sunday. I had been in a car accident last November, totaled the car I was in. I walked away with a scratch and uh, some pain in my back. I went for some medical treatment, and it seemed to make it worse. And so what ended up happening for basically six months, I had this nagging pain, and I was wondering, is this going to be the way it's going to be? And so I have had... In numerous occasions the faith to pray for others but when it comes to yourself you know it's sometimes it's a challenge yeah. so i got prayer up here and uh, multiple things were going on but um, this is the particular one i'm just going to share about today and i still felt the pain after that um, prayer time it, it felt i felt like the lord was doing some work and um, so anyway as the week went on i woke up tuesday morning and the pain was gone. And it, it made me think, well, when was the pain gone? When did you first notice the pain was gone? And I can't really tell you when it happened, but it was just the Lord touched me in a way that um, only he can touch you. Yeah. And so I'm praising the Lord and happy to be able to stand up here and share it with you. So God yes. bless you all. Yes. Miss Ellen. Let's give it up for Miss Ellen. Miss Ellen gives the best hugs, FYI. <laughs> well, hopefully that's from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. um, I just wanted to share briefly, about a month ago, 
I came under attack with blood pressure problems and um, ended up in emergency room and they did all the tests, but thank the Lord they all came back negative, but my BP was super high. So they put, have tried different kind of meds and if any of you've experienced that, it's, there's a lot of side effects and you just don't feel right. <laughs> and so I came up last Sunday, excuse me, for prayer Mama Marie prayed over me, but I have to say this, prior to that, during worship, I came up, and um, several prayed over me, and some of the young people did, and that just so blessed to minister to my heart. Um, in fact, your daughter did, and she said that she felt, a, a, she heard a shofar blow, and I knew that that was God saying, change, it's, it's here, it's here, it's coming, your healing's coming, so Anyway, then Mama Marie prayed for me during the prayer time, and God really blessed to minister to me. Um, I just, I felt it. Monday morning when I got up, I took my blood pressure, and it was 120 over 80. I know. It was perfect, and it is, it's, that's not normal for me. I knew that was God. So all week, the Lord has kept it within a normal range, and I am so grateful. And I just wanted to give the honor and glory to him. Amen. Chris, a.k.a. Wode. What's up, everybody? guess you have to be ready in season and out of season because I wasn't expecting to come share anything. But uh, Papa Barry, he told me I should share. Uh, I think a lot of you know that my mom was on a ventilator and uh, she was dealing with infection in her brain. And uh, when we started to fast, I was actually, that day before I got out of the hospital because I was dealing with GI issues and having a lot of flare-ups and uh, having to drink GI cocktails so it would calm my insides. And uh, not sure why I'm sharing this before I get into the testimony, but I feel like the Lord told me sometimes she can bring healing, but it's so many times like we might blame the enemy for something that we're just not being responsible for. And so I feel like God started telling me that I need to be more responsible concerning how I eat, exercising and resting and stuff like that, because I had so many people, including Papa Barry, telling me I need to learn to rest and I'm not Jesus, that I, I have to learn how to take time to spend time with the Lord. I, I can't do everything, I have to prioritize. But anyway, so my, I had a lot of people praying for my mom, people in the prayer group on Facebook or whatnot, and she was on the ventilator, and uh, kind of long story, but uh, when I came up here to get prayer, and that day, last Sunday, when I came to get prayer, I was kind of nervous, but I was like, you know what, God, and I had, it was almost like a pride issue because I know a lot of people are influenced by my life for me doing music or whatnot or whatever I do. And I'm like, God, you know what? Today, I'm going to come up there to get healing. And I'm like, I think I need healing in my, in my mind as well. And I'm like, no matter how many times I have to come up, no matter what anyone says, no matter how anyone looks at me, like I'm going for it today. I want everything you have for me because I don't want to live like this anymore. So I came forward. And Barry started praying for me for my health. And he started praying over my mind and everything. And I, I could literally feel the tangible presence of God hit me. And so I'm just sitting there, I'm rocking, I'm crying. And then I go sit over there. And then uh, I think Dave Vespa gave a call for mental health. So I'm like, oh, I don't care, I'm going up there. People think I'm crazy. I'm, I'm trying to get out this world. So I walk up here. I'm like, prophetic people are crazy anyway. So I come up here. Before anyone touches me, I'm getting rocked. The Holy Spirit is hitting me. I'm like, maybe I'm doing this myself. So I'm standing still and I can't stop shaking. And I'm like, bro, they might think I'm manifesting. But if I am, the, but if I am manifesting, the demon is going to come out today. You feel me? So, <laughs> so I'm going to make a long story short. For the last week, I've experienced so much peace that is almost scary. I've had the enemy always tormenting my mind. Thoughts of, uh, like with Jaden also, thoughts of harming myself. Just so much stuff, it's like God just flipped the switch and like 
I'm just total peace, total serenity. Also, the day after the meeting, my mom woke up that morning and she was just like, she felt uh, compelled to pray and she was just like, God, I'm not, I'm come against this infection on my brain and that you just heal me completely. So I, I called to check on her that day and I told her people had been praying and whatnot. She was like, well, that's funny because the doctor just came in here and he says they can't find the infection on my brain anymore. what you call a drop mic. Uh, Flip said he wanted to bring some correction to what I was sharing about Anna, so go ahead and tell him the true story, the real story. <laughs> he gave the very short version. <laughs> but anyway, the kids were at our house uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, jumping on a trampoline, and uh, Anna came down on the side of her foot, and she felt it snap, and obviously she broke it. And I wasn't there, but Janet called me and stuff, and of course, I said, you know, being a mighty man of faith, I said, well, call people, have them start praying, you know. And uh, so they started the chain uh, for prayer. And our neighbor was a nurse. They ran over and got her. She came over and said, oh, yeah, you need to take her to the urgent care right away. So they took her to the urgent care, and her ankle was, like, huge. And they did x-rays and stuff, said, oh, that thing's broken in three places. You're going to have to go to the hospital and get surgery. So they went to the hospital to prepare for surgery, and... Anna, before she left, she looked at her grandma with eyes of fear, says, I'm scared. I don't want IVs. I don't want any of that stuff. I'm scared. Pray for me, grandma. Be praying. Be praying. And uh, so, obviously, we're all praying. And when they went to the hospital, uh, prepping for surgery, put pins in and stuff. You know, the, the surgeon usually wants to do their own x-rays so they'll know where to go in, how long the screws they've got to use and all this. Well, they're waiting for him to come back and take her. They come back and says, you know what? We did more x-rays. We only see one little break in there. And we're going to put a temporary soft cast on there and some crutches and send her home. So <laughs> then when she came, they came back to get the kids at our house. She was sitting in the front seat, and she was just smiling from ear to ear. And I looked at Lee. I said, that's been the medicine they gave her. They said they didn't give her anything but Tylenol. And uh, I said, Anna, why are you so happy? I said, because they didn't have to give me any shots or IV. I said, praise God. Now, that sounded a little better, didn't it? I did. That was, that was way better. May the Lord continue to have his way in this body. What if every Sunday was a testimony Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> 